Yeah, it was an unceremonious uh, goodbye. He didn't even kiss us goodbye or anything. The best bosses, the, well, the, the, you know what they say, great bosses give you a severance check. Fantastic bosses kiss you goodbye. <laughs> it's a beautiful saying. It's, I believe John Maynard Keyes wrote that. Yeah, the lead singer of Tool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, oh, you're talking about Francis Scott Key. Yeah. yeah. And then he did the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Pretty well, historical stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The Star Spangled Banner is the song that goes... Star Spangled. And ripped. And fucking star spangled and chiseled, baby. <laughs> Vin Diesel, star spangled. He's George Washington. <laughs> The Greasy Strangler. Yeah, what a sex robot. I've just... This episode's gonna sell me shit. It doesn't matter. We're talking Ambien today. It's the Ambien Power Hour. Welcome happy birthday, Ambien. Can you remember the last time you took Ambien? You probably don't remember. Um, I, it must have been years. I haven't probably taken it. Maybe since that night we destroyed the same. I definitely took it many, many, many times. I took it with you in Atlanta several times after that, actually. Yeah, we did it that one time at, at that house and on Georgia Tech's camp. And we did pretty much the same thing. Like, we split a 30 rack and did a shit ton of Ambien. Yeah. And I woke up and I couldn't find any of my stuff, and it was in my glove box. All my stuff. My keys, my wallet, my phone. Which is smart. Yeah, like, lock it away, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I lock it away. Swallow the key. And then I think I did eat my spare key. Dude, that's actually a really weird question because now I'm like, when was the last time I did Ambien? Yeah, it's something... How many uneventful times did I have on Ambien? I feel like a lot of them, it pretty much just gave me the effect of just blacking out. Yeah, you're just black the fuck out. <laughs> kind of just like wandering around your house. It would give you crazy munchies where I'd eat like all kinds of weird shit. You know, shit. it's kind of like one of those things where like, does a bear shit in the woods? You know? Yeah. Because it's like, if no one's around to retell you your ambient stories, did they even happen? Yeah, you kind of just... you don't remember. <laughs> you wake up, you kind of just brush the leaves off your clothes, and you just go to school. Yeah. You <laughs> climb out of that dumpster you fell asleep in the <laughs> night before. You and take... You just <laughs> clock into your shift. You take your raccoon and skin And everyone hat. asks, why do you smell like shit, dude? <laughs> That's not even human shit. <laughs> That's bird shit, bro. <laughs> You wake up on the beach covered in seagull shit. <laughs> and you have a fucking live pigeon in a burlap sack. <laughs> you wake up, you're in a brand new Bugatti, you got a bald eagle in the trunk. <laughs> and it's fucking crying, bro. <laughs> Bitch ass. Yeah, how about America? For this, America that bitch. You lock him in the trunk. America's trunk, whore. Keep calling it a slut. Theoretically, bald eagles are the most sluttiest animal in America. They're definitely the sluttiest bird at a bare minimum. Yeah, they are known to go down on pretty much anybody. I mean, dude, whistle pigs are pretty flirtatious. What a whistle pig. You know what? Bald you, eagle? You don't know a whistle pig? What does it do? It's a ground eagle. Huh? <laughs> is that real? Dude, you don't know what a whistle pig is? Do they is? whistle? Yeah, they go, Wah! What? So no. you don't know the whistle oh, like pigs? a ground chuck. Dude, whistle pigs are in Idaho. 
They have them up. I saw one. I didn't know what kind of animal it was. I saw one up there on Pride Rock. That's from Lion King. Is that where I you see. came out? <laughs> I, I was up on the place with the cross. What's that place called? Table Rock. Table Rock. And there was Pride a whistle. Pride Rock. Pride Rock from Lion King. <laughs> and there was a whistle pig, and I didn't know what it was. And there was a guy next to me, and I said, what is that? Like, I was, like, scared. Just scared. What the ah! fuck is that? And it's, like, a little, like, the cutest animal ever. Give it a kiss. Keep yeah, it. they're big whistle pigs. They in here. They out you. Are they? They're called ground chucks or something. No, like, it's not. A, it's not a fucking groundhog. It called. It's not woodchuck. It's called whistle pig. Now we we're gonna have to look it up. Give me that whistle pig. Hey Denny's, give me that whistle pig. I named my Siri Denny's, and now every time I ask her something, she laughs so hard. Fuck Siri, yeah, 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 yeah. What? It is just a groundhog. I knew it. I'm not dumb. Uh, I have Siri call me Slovodon Milosevic. Yeah? yeah? Is that your name? Well, that's the former dictator of, like, Czechoslovakia. So. Oh. Uh, Siri calls me Barnabas. <laughs> oh, my God. Ground pig, woodchuck, whistle pigs, question mark? Dude, look at him. Look at his fat ass. I think that is Table Rock. <laughs> you think it is? Dude, look at him just straight chilling. Whistle pigs love to sit down. <laughs> well, Bro. Guys, sorry. I, I was confused with the whistle pigs. The sluttiest creatures that exist are the hoary mammoths. <laughs> Marmot. <laughs> yeah. Hoary. Yeah, I mean, it's in the sluttiest. name. These things are fucking sluts. Bro, they want to kiss. They want to get down. I mean, dude, just look at that thing I fucking you. Yeah. No, he's trying to find some sort of cock. <laughs> Whistle pigs. Bro, they, I bet they fucking musty. I bet they stinky. Yeah, look at him. He's screaming. What the That's fuck? That's a lone face, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck, what's your orgasm face look like? <laughs> it just screeches into the night. <laughs> into the, the full moon. And then it turned it turn into a boy. He's like a werewolf. His whole family got bit by a werewolf. But he ran off. He got bit by a whistle pig. Oh, he fucking the big whistle. <laughs> and now he's fucking the big Channing whistle. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum whistle. is the big whistle. Jonah Hill is the fat whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all y'all need to leave Jonah alone, bro. Why? Bro, he's gonna turn into fucking supervillain. <laughs> you think? And he's gonna come out with a fat gun. <laughs> he make everyone fat, and then he laugh at them. <laughs> then the whole world's gonna be obese, and Jonah gonna be a skinny guy. Then and he's going to say, who's fat now? <laughs> now nobody want to kiss you. I bet, yeah, he'll he'll turn everybody fat, and then he'll spend all the rest of his fortune remaking war dogs, and he'll make every person star as the fat guy at least once. <laughs> Everyone will be the fat guy. And it's all played by Jonah Hill. <laughs> but in different CGI outfits. Yeah. <laughs> And Miles Teller lives in this perpetual hellscape where he keeps having to star in War Dogs with fat-ass Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Same script, no deviation, no improv. No. It's like SNL, you fucking stick It's verbatim from the first movie. <laughs> Nothing changes. They just reshot everything. <laughs> but it's all in studio. No on-scene shots. <laughs> So it's all green screen that all looks like shit. <laughs> and Fat Jonah is the puppet master and the puppet. So he yelled at everybody. He an abusive director. 
He's I, like Woody Harrelson <laughs> on Rampart. <laughs> Every time I get stoned... Actually, the last time I did LSD, I watched... I watched Full Metal Jacket. The whole movie's green screen. For some reason, when I was on acid, it allowed me... Wait, really? Dude, like, almost sure? everything is green screen. You weren't just tripping? Movie. Dude, almost thought the everything is... Fake? It's possible. But, like, a lot of the fight scenes, it's fucking... It's a fake. It's shot in... It's on set. It's, like, you're talking about the one with Charlie Sheen. No, that's Platoon. Oh. Full Metal Jacket is the one with Joker and the gang, and they're in Vietnam, and... Uh, it's got the fat no, guy. dude, you were just dude. tripping. Well, that's a fucking, not the whole uh, movie, but the war stuff. A lot of it is shot on green screen, man. What? It is. Have you looked this up to confirm this? It's got to be true. I could see past the illusion. No, or dude. I was just tripping so hard. I think you were tripping so hard you thought it was fake. No, the, all right. Well, there's one scene in particular that I remember where there. It's like the during like the fall of Saigon sequence, and it's a hundred percent. The whole city's burning, and they're real burning buildings, but it's on a set. It's on a movie set. The whole background's green screen. Like, it just doesn't hold up, because that movie's from, like, a long time ago. So, like, you can see the shitty-ass green screen. Because, Casey, I'm not going to lie. I'm hearing what you're saying. (laughs) I mean, will I defend my acid brain? No. It could have not been green screen, but... People, so many, so much of society thinks LSD is going to make, like... Whoa, trippy visuals and like everything's breathing. But that sounds like something someone on LSD would think. <laughs> I like, Google yeah, it. man, I watched Full Metal Jacket and I could tell it was all on screen screen. <laughs> yeah, when you're on acid, things are just a little bit different. You're not living in cartoon world. But, I mean, I was on hella acid, but I still think it's fucking green screen. And it, got, it started making me mad. And then I started thinking the Vietnam War was fake. And then that was a whole can of worms because we lost really? we lost a lot of good boys, you know what I mean? When it wore off, I was like, you know, that wasn't right for me to think. That was disrespectful to the fucking vets. Yeah, Casey, this was not on a green screen. Yes, it was. This was. I don't think green screen green screen didn't exist in 1970. Yes, it did. I think the movie's like 1988 or something. It's a 70s movie. No, it's not. Google it. I did. No. When was it made? <laughs> Siri, Denny's, <laughs> Denny's, when was Full Metal Jacket made? What year? It's 87. Yes, I knew. God I knew it. it. So, it did have green screen. I, I don't think, because I looked up the filming locations and they filmed all of it in, like, England. Yeah, bogus. <laughs> Liberal agenda. They want to, they're trying to gaslight me. No, they're trying to pull their woke agenda on you, man. Yeah, they're trying to get they're trying to pull the wool over my eyes and beat the shit out of me with a bunch of oranges and a pillowcase. Just like they did to Stanley Kubrick. That's how he died. He did eyes wide shut, everybody got so horny they beat him to death. <laughs> <laughs> a tale as old as time. Burning the You ever witch. been so horny you assault someone? <laughs> Actually, that sounds really bad. <laughs> yes. There's many people that have done yeah, that. Yeah, there's thing. a lot of people that have done that. Uh, scratch that. Can you take that off the docket? <laughs> uh, I was trying to be funny, and I uh, actually just talked about how much rape culture is intertwined into American society. Yeah, and they need to be persecuted and thrown in jail forever. And murdered. They need to be persecuted, like our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Crucify them. Crucify the rapists. 
Uh, this would be a good time to introduce our producer, Andy. What's up, Andy? Hey, Andy. <laughs> Damn, Andy. It's Dunbar's cousin. <laughs> How's it going, baby? Damn, bro. He's got a, he's got a little corkscrew. How are you going to do that? How you going to spin? <laughs> How you going to spin? How you going to spin when you're mad at a corkscrew? <laughs> How you going to spin when you're mad as a corkscrew, dude? Damn. What's your favorite... Like, country thing you ever did. You ever gone mudding? Yeah, I went mud. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't like mudding. it that much, man. I kept bumping against the truck. It kind of hurt. To I kept it. getting scared we were going to get stuck. Yeah. Which I guess is part of the fun, but I didn't like it. Mudding is the most stereotypical southern-ass thing. Just go drive in the mud. Yeah. Get mud we going to fucking put our truck in mud. <laughs> you don't come, come bump your head on the window? Drive in mud. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they'll just call you a, a fairy if you put on your seatbelt. Yeah, there is no seatbelts. You can't be seatbelt. And they're like, just fucking bounce around and get some CTE. <laughs> the old-fashioned one. I'm trying to get a concussion. <laughs> Concursman. <laughs> I used to know this guy named Matthew Fricks. Do you know Matthew Fricks? Oh, yeah, I know Matt Fricks. Big meth head. And when we were, like, pretty... It was, like, right when I first started smoking weeds. We were, like, 12 or 13 or something. Like, probably 13. And he had this go golf cart. He had a golf cart, and it was me, him, and the fattest kid I've ever met. Like, <laughs> huge, fat country kid. Here's a, it, This is not the main story. Yeah, here's but, an image. But the fat kid said, damn, bro, some of these girls got to douche their breath. And then Fricks was like, bro, you don't know what douching means, does you? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, that's where they fucking, they start, their breath stank. Like, he was just really uneducated. He thought that douching had something to do with, like, I he guess, like, mouthwash. douche their breath? Yeah, he's like, some of these girls need to douche their breath. Like, I think he was he had heard the word douche as an insult, and he just <laughs> thought it was, like, applicable <laughs> to anything. And Fricks got mad at him. Anyways. He just, said, don't you talk to women like that. He was actually a gentleman. <laughs> His girlfriend's name was McKenna. Uh, Matthew Fricks. I think they had a baby. That's beside. I'm getting away from the story. The moral of the story is, it's me, Matt Fricks, and fat Johnny... Fat man, fat ass kid, <laughs> fat kid in the passenger seat. Fricks is driving. I'm on the back, and we would just go. We would bomb hills in this golf cart and just run right into trees and just like see how bad we did it. Like five or six times, we just got super baked. We would take it as fast as we could down a hill, run dead on into a tree. How did it not break the golf cart like round one? You figure the golf carts are made of like plexiglass. They're just made to be destroyed. You could fuck them. They're like just battery operated. Like, there's no, there's nothing, you know, there's not like yeah, it's just motor a, parts or anything. It's just like 10 car batteries wired up to two, like four wheels. Yeah. Well, usually they're only two wheel drive. Yeah. And then it just has a plastic body. Yeah, it has a plastic exoskeleton that apparently is impervious to fat kids. Which is hard to do. I would have thought the fat kid would have broken the suspension. Just from the G-force of it going down the hill and then evening out. <laughs> yeah. The apex of that curve to flat ratio, you know, fucking bottom it out. Maybe that's why it didn't break. Maybe it slowed itself down so much because of the suspension going in and the belly just rub on ground. Yeah, that could, that could be the case, certainly. It was like... What was I going to say? Okay, so I ended up getting hurt. Like, I scraped my shoulder or something. And I was so baked, I was like, it's broken! And, and like, definitely, like, I just had, like, a bruise on a rock or something. 
And I remember Matt said something that made me feel really good. He said, damn, man, we got to stop doing this. We just hurt the starting safety for the Sawney Mountain Panthers. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I am the starting safety. Damn, I got to roll in this community. <laughs> yeah, I got to stop smoking dough. <laughs> <laughs> I have a responsibility to my coach. I'm going to go to Appalachia State. That's what my coach told me. <laughs> coach Larry would be disappointed if he knew <laughs> we were on weed. Yeah. That well, Wes almost got killed at Bates that one time. You remember that story? What? Our friend Wes drank like two or three four locos, and he weighed like a hundred pounds max, maybe like eighty pounds. And he was so drunk, he was falling all over the place, jumping in the fire and stuff, which is something we did a lot. And there's this big field party. You went to Bates. Oh yeah. So all these people are driving their jacked up trucks around, blaring country music, shooting guns and shit. It's like and just like blasting shells. Yeah, just shooting shit in the air. Just drinking in a field. It's literally just Georgia shit. And Wes fell down, like, in the pathway of, like, in between a couple cars. And I can't remember that dumbass kid. He had a real block head, real square head. He was, like, the dumbest kid we knew, besides Caleb Canaster. And he was driving his jacked-up truck, like... Was he one of our friends, or, like, he was He was one of the country kids. But he went to our school. Always Jake wore camo. Tatum? No. no. Had a, just a block head. Cody Mixon? Something's wrong with him. No, Cody Mixon was was cool. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Rooster. That's what they called him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this idiot's driving his truck. He's gunning it like 40 miles an hour on this dirt, like whipping it around. He does like a 360 and just peels towards us. And the, it's, the tire is seriously, I'm not kidding, like... Two inches from Wes's head. He almost just squished his head like a Holy bucket. shit. It was probably the closest... Well, I was about to say the closest Wes ever came to dying, but he had a real... He had a real good he almost He had a real cl- <laughs> close brush, man. Yeah, he went to Comatown. Comatown population <laughs> one and none. Gonna sleep forever. Um, he's Wait, like, nope. Not gonna sleep forever anymore. Woke up. Time to have fun. <laughs> he's alive now. Um... Yeah, but he almost died, and I remember I was, like, really shook up. <laughs> That's the whole story, but... It seems there's two kind of, like, people when it comes to, like, being, like, shit-hammered. Like, the type of person where something crazy happens, and, like, say you snap your arm, and you're like, no, dude, it's fine, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Just pop it back. Or the person who just absolutely loses their shit. Yeah. Even though they're drunk. They just get completely just, unmanageable. What? <laughs> I'm gonna die! <laughs> yeah. I think I've been both at many times. I've been both. <laughs> yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe there isn't two types of people. Maybe <laughs> you try to categorize humans more than we should. Damn, the duality of man. <laughs> it's not that easy sometimes. I remember, here's a fun story. I was really shit-faced at Gavin's apartment in college, and... Uh, he went to sleep, and I was mad at him because he went to sleep. I can't remember if I was on drugs, too. Been cause, there. Because this... Yeah, yeah but stop sleeping, you <laughs> bitch. Don't go sleep. I want to be alone. I think I was actually, like, bullying him. I was being a real piece of shit. He said he was <laughs> almost going to kick my ass. I was <laughs> like, you fucking loser. I went through a phase in college where I would get shit-faced and call my friends losers. Anyways, so I was mean to him. He got to sleep, and I was like... 
I know, like, I'm going to impress him. I can't, I can't even <laughs> rationalize this thought. But I was like, I'm going to do, like, a jackass stunt. So he lived on the second story of this apartment complex. And below were these huge bushes. And <laughs> I didn't even tape this. There was no, there, so there was going to be no record of this happening. If I would have died, it would have looked like Dude's 100%. literally just asleep. He yeah. doesn't even see it. <laughs> he, knows, he knows nothing is happening. It's just me and him. I'm fucking plaster blastered. Just buckled. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to jump off the balcony backwards. So I do like a nesty <laughs> plunge. I like Christ it. I stand on the railing, which is like, god damn. I should have got so fucked up. I stood on the railing, turned around backwards, like that scene in the bridge where the dude jumps off. <laughs> it was just like that. I just fell backwards like Christ. Fucking hit the Christ here, dude. Yeah, look like Christ the Redeemer. <laughs> and <laughs> I just fall into this bush, and it just, like, stabs all over my back. And I, like, I just remember the impact of the ground. Like, oh! <laughs> and I woke up. I, I guess I was like, all right, time to go to bed. And I, like, drove home, and my <laughs> whole back was just purple. <laughs> Like, no one saw it. I didn't even bother to try to take a video. But I remember my thinking being, I'm going to do a jackass stunt. (laughs) Like, to impress Gavin, who wasn't there. Dude, that reminds me, actually, of I think another time I was on Ambien. (laughs) Remember, I I bought, like, a a case of Four Loco. Oh, God. That one time at Wes's house, I bought a fucking case of Four Locos. (laughs) Like, 30 Four Locos. (laughs) And this was just purely an act of charity. Like... There was no way, obviously, I was going to drink that many. Yeah. It's like I went out and I spent my own money and I didn't ask for any money. And I was just like, let's just get everyone as fucked up as possible. Is that when me and Michael were boxing? I don't know. Maybe. I think it was in the afternoon that this happened. I definitely started in the afternoon. <laughs> but then later that night, I think I took an Ambien. Yeah. And it was just me and you. Up in the, that, like, bonus room. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yes. And we're blaring Rush. <laughs> it's Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, yeah. <laughs> and there's just this shaky video of just, like... And it's the worst, like... The worst there's angle. There's no angle. Like, it's all shaky. It's me behind and, you. And then yeah. for a moment, like, the aspect of it is, like, pressed right up against my back. So there's, like, no, like, you don't see the surrounding area. It's, like, just my back. And then you just kind of see me get down and disappear. And as soon as my body disappears, it's just an open window. Like, I literally just crawled out and jumped out of a third-story window onto their fucking porch. So luckily it was only, like, a two-story drop. Just apparently just, like... You know, because I guess decks are attached to house. And you couldn't and see just, shit out no, there either. No, pure yeah. pitch black. It's black. So it was literally just me like pulling like a Houdini and just walking into a black void. And then nothing. <laughs> and it's just like, no words, no explanations. You just hear like, and then just me like disappear out of a window. <laughs> And apparently it fucking rocked the house, dude. Yeah. Like, I just full fucking, like, 150 pounds of dead weight. Actually, I was probably really skinny. I was probably, like, 130 pounds. Who cares? <laughs> just smash into a fucking, like, a full wooden deck at, like, I don't know, probably 30 miles an hour. <laughs> and it just, poof, like, fucking glasses were shaking in the house. And the the owner of said household... Runs out on the back and says, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> and I'm just, what's up, man? It's just me. 
<laughs> like, why? What was it like? Like, dude, the shit that you do. Like, what? I was gonna walk inside and everyone's gonna be like a Rudy moment. Like, he's so cool. Like, lift him up above. Like, you know, everyone's gonna praise me or something. Like, Casey's equally as fucked up as me. He probably oh, hardly yeah. remembers it. Yeah. And I then they just shook the house. Yeah. And then just word of mouth, like, bro, dude, homeboy's unhinged, man. He jumped out the window, like. Thinking back to, like, what 17-year-old, like, fucked up me, like, thought would be, like, super cool. I'm gonna be a legend. <laughs> the mixture of, like, hard alcohol or, and narcotics and, like, that weird hormonal <laughs> testosterone. Because yeah. it has to do, a lot of that shit has to do with, like, like your hormones. It has, like, There's even no, like, now. Because you think it's, like, gonna be cool. Yeah. Like, I think if I were to get fucking plastered right now. Like, I think I'd probably just be mad at shit. I like, doubt I you would jump off the roof. No, I I'd be like, fuck know. that, man. I, got, I barely got health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the state of this country is so fucked up, man. I'm fucking going poor. Just trying to get health insurance. And just yell about it or something. You know? And it's like back then, like, you really thought that people were going to respect you more for just putting your body on the line for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dove off. I dove off the upstairs onto the couch that one time in Scorpion. You remember that? <laughs> I drank a whole seven fifty a Dude, Jager. didn't you hit the fan? <laughs> yeah, someone so... jumped and nailed the fan, and it like threw him back. Well, I think I I ducked under the fan, which is why I Scorpion. So it's like I drank a seven fifty of Jaeger on a Monday night, and we had school and shit the next day. It was a fucking Monday, and like I don't even know what month. But I was like, I think I was the first one to do it. And then after that, a lot of people. Yeah, then we just fucking train it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we started getting like pretty good at it. Like some sort of alcoholic amusement camp. Like, <laughs> there was a line for the specific spot on the <laughs> yeah. banister where you'd wait in line like, fucking me next. And everyone would jump and be like, Whoa! Like, everyone's yelling and Dude, shit. Muhammad did it and landed on his feet. Bro. I remember that. He just, doof. Just no, 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 landed, no, no, no. bro. No, 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 Yeah, if no, no. anything, that was the most impressive thing ever. That was incredible. That was at least 15, that was, 20 That one was always a treat. Muhammad was like, he was like a star football player. Yeah, he went, team, to, he went right? to South Carolina. Yeah, yeah like he football. was like a legit, like a legit <laughs> athlete. Like, yeah. not like, not like your typical, like, nepotistic I don't know if that's the plural word of nepotism. But, you know, like the assistant coach's, like, fucking nephew who, like, gets a starting position. Like, dude was, like, an athlete. Like, at, like, 18, dude was, like, 6'4", like, 210 pounds, you know? Like, just a monster for a child. Just a freak. I remember seeing him in the sixth grade and he had a full shredded six-pack. Yeah, dude, homeboy was ripped. He was jacked. And, like... This guy would just come over sometimes and just hang out with these fucked up white kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he would just smoke blunts and we're all like just doing like the most random legal highs. Just and huffing and inhaling. Just speed and legal highs. Um, <laughs> Pep Spice. Pep and Spice. that fake cocaine. Oh my God. The bath salt. Mommy. Dude, um, remember when you tried to do a backflip, you land on your head? Yeah, I actually still, I actually, <laughs> that is one of... One of very, very few fucked up videos that I have of me. Almost none of those videos. I have survived. that video still. <laughs> um, 
There was a little yeah. while where I had that video of me like really coked up and drunk and talking about orcas. Orca. Yeah, that one's floating around. But that's hard to find. Cody Price, for some reason, just re like deletes his social media and makes a new profile like once every six months. Oh. So that shit's buried. That might be deep on my profile. Also, it might be on Barstool Southern. <laughs> I think it's on Barstool Southern. And then I was like, you're like, fuck, God, you were so hammered that night. Well, we all ended up getting super blasted. But was that the night that Wes was in a coma? No. It's a different night? No, the night he was in a coma was uh, I almost got arrested in Atlanta. Yeah. Because I remember, I I don't remember the altercation. I don't know why I was detained. I almost got arrested too. But I was super fucked up and I was just downtown by myself. <laughs> and I don't know what I was doing, but next thing I know, I'm in a cop car and I'm handcuffed in the back. <laughs> and, you know, they're like about to fucking not like book me but you know like because i guess there's like you know there's there's steps that police do yeah you know so like they stopped me they interrogated me they detained me and then whatever they write up whatever like signifying arrest and then you know they (laughs) close the door and they take you downtown or whatever so i remember i'm in the back of the car i'm handcuffed i still have my legs this is like the only thing i really remember (laughs) i'm i'm sitting in the back seat but my feet like the door is open and my feet are still on the concrete. And Uber was like literally like just invented. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you don't got to take me to jail. You know, if I get like talking about like I'm going to get my ass kicked or something. Because realistically, unless they put me in like the drunk tank or, you know, oh, isolation. Yeah. Like for those of you who, you know, are Boise listeners, I, I, I lived, I went to college in downtown Atlanta. So downtown Atlanta's jail <laughs> is what you might imagine. It's called Rice Street. And it's like, like legit. You know, yeah. like it's Atlanta's, it's literally, it's Atlanta's version of Rikers. It's like, full of murderers it's, Oh, I mean, yeah. no, it's literally, it's, um, uh, Rice Street is a big, it's a huge facility. And it's like six stories, right? <laughs> and, you know, you have your general pop. And then, you know, you have like, because, you know, jail is, you know, people get jail and prison mixed up. But, like, you can still go to jail for a long time. Like, you can be be in in there for years You can be in jail for, like, I think jail is a max of two years. Yeah. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. But I think what happens is, like, say you're in, like, a federal murder trial. Well, those trials can take a long time. Years. So you're in jail until you're sentenced and then you're sent to prison. But anyways, the Rice Street is broken off. I think it's like six stories. And the stories are sectioned, you know, you have your whatever crime. But I know, I think it was like floor five was like murderers. Like literally, you know, they <laughs> you are sectioned. If you killed someone, you are on the murderer level. But anyways, you know, if you just get booked, you're still in gen pop, you know. So, fucking 18-year-old white kid, probably wearing a collared shirt and khakis and is hammered drunk. Yeah. I probably am belligerent. Mm-hmm. Decent chance I get the shit kicked out. Well, that happened know? to me at the Mad Swede too. The, the Mad Decent Block Party. Yeah, yeah. That they wouldn't so, take me in. Pretty much, I was just like, you know, <laughs> you don't have to take me in. You guys know it's gonna be bad for me in there, and you know, you don't want to do the paperwork or whatever. <laughs> I made some decent points. Anyways, I won that battle, and yeah. I remember saying something like, "Please, like, just let me call an Uber, and you can look at it, and I'll just go. Like, they'll just drive me home." <laughs> and 
they let me and I got in the Uber and I ended up just jumping out of the Uber somewhere. But <laughs> anyways, I woke up that morning and I remember waking up and I stood up and I heard a crinkling in my pocket. I'm like, what's this? And I pull out and it's a fucking MIP yeah. citation. And then I looked at my phone and then I was like, oh, West in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, no, there was nothing majorly <laughs> significant. Well, you know, it wasn't crazy. But no, it was not that night. Yeah. Dude, that... that was in Athens. The Orca thing was in Athens. <sighs> yes, yes, the Orca and then the Hummus one was in your... The Hummus one that might was, have been that night. That was in Georgia. That was at its state. Yeah. But, dude, I know it doesn't sound funny to viewers, but the thing that's funny about this We video, can find the video. If you can see it is, it's... I'm so fucked up, you can just see it in my eyes. Your eyes are just face. dead inside. Yeah. You're just, all flushed, your skin's oh, all yeah. red. I'm wearing a dumb hat. Yeah. <laughs> so, orcas. <laughs> What's your favorite animal? Definitely orca. Um, <laughs> Said with such confidence. Mallory Charlton still talks about that. She messaged me like a month Who? ago. Mallory, she went to Georgia Southern. I don't know, but she ended up seeing that video, and we used to quote it all the time in college. <laughs> Dude, the night that Wes went to, got in that accident, we ended up all meeting in Atlanta and just had a fucking goddamn shit show drugs. Like, everybody just got so fucked up, like, in Wes's honor. And I ended up, me and Mark were walking on the street at, like, 6 a.m., and this guy, this guy, like, French guy, is like, hey, you want to come to my apartment? And we're like, Yeah! We walk in there, he's got blow on the table, he's got ecstasy on the table. You can ask Mark about this. So we ended up getting fucked up. Didn't that dude. guy, he worked at Jimmy John's? Maybe. He had like a penthouse apartment. Yeah, in the Muses, the same apartment building? Yeah. Yeah. I know that guy. I know that. I knew that dude. And so I end up throwing a glass beer ball it was, out the window. I'm remembering, <laughs> I'm remembering this now. It was the guy that I worked with at Jimmy John's. Yeah. He had a penthouse suite, bro. It's awesome. He had, like, this awesome apartment, and I'm so fucked up, I throw a glass bottle out the window, like... <laughs> On, like, the 20th 20, Yeah, story. like, 20 is... <laughs> 20, it would have easily, if it hit someone, they would have died instantly. <laughs> <laughs> it would have caved their head in, bro. And I did it, and I thought it was hilarious. And then after that, he was like, you cannot talk anymore. You are done. And he, like, put me in timeout. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, it's just going to be funny. <laughs> and his hot-ass wife came out. It's the weirdest night ever. She's like, what do you boys doing? We're all just, it's like eight in the morning, just rolling See, tits. Dude, that is, that is precisely why in high school I decided I wanted to go to Atlanta. It's awesome. It's because just the weird shit that you can get into in a, in a large city is limitless. Yeah. Like, especially in like, you know, a large city like that where there's like a, a huge party scene. Mm -hmm. You will literally run into people and, you know, fellow drug users, I'm sure can empathize with this you'll run into people and it's like you have this connection where you don't know them at all but you both know that each one of you is really fucked up like on drugs you know like yeah. you are partying and you'll be like let's fucking chill like i don't know you i just met you on the street come into my home <laughs> that type of shit happened all the time you'd end up in people's houses you've never met before you don't even have mutual friends but, like, they caught you doing a bump at the bar, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you know, let's fucking party. And then you're in some fucking, like, Renaissance Suites, like, fucking hotel room, <laughs> or, like, in this person's home, and you're just fucking partying, and, like, 
The amount of people's houses that I knew no one. <laughs> like, and it's not even like, it's not even like, dude, there were times where I would be, I would find myself in a place like this with no one. Yeah. Like, not with a few friends, not with a friend, just me. Like, I do remember one time in particular, me and J-Mac found ourselves at some house, right? And this, it was like a nice house, right? <laughs> and, and, and it was like, the inside was super nice. And I don't know if it was because we were just really fucked up, but it literally seemed like there was a room in this house where it was all shelving and it was lined with alcohol. <laughs> like, nice ass bottles. I mean, a full wall, like probably... At a minimum, a hundred bottles of liquor. And me and Jane and I didn't know these people at all. And they were like 40-year-olds, right? <laughs> we're like 20, maybe. People make so much money. Yeah, I'm sure they're like buckhead people or some shit. Yeah, and like me and J-Mac stole booze. <laughs> we didn't get caught, but we took a bunch of alcohol. And then we hid it in the bushes yes, outside. Yes, classic money. And then we left. And then I don't know if we tried to go back the next day. And like or get whatever, the alcohol. And trying to go retrieve the alcohol. <laughs> but then we couldn't remember what house it was. <laughs> like, we're like, fuck, man. And it, I remember we were so bummed because that's such a payout for like, you know, an alcoholic poor person. Oh my God. Like, oh dude, we got like four bottles of like top shelf, like whiskey <laughs> hidden in some bushes in fucking Grant Park or something. <laughs> you could fucking find, find the treasure, you know? And then we're like, what was it? This house? And it's like, you can only rummage through someone's yeah. front yard for so long. So if you can't nail down that bush, someone's going to come out either with a gun or call the police, depending on what neighborhood you're in, and, you know, get you the fuck out of there. So, you know, I remember we tried to find this house, and it's just like, you know, it's like, obviously, you look at these houses, and, like, they're not the same. They don't really look the same. But, like, when you're drunk, it all looks the same. Yeah. So then you can't remember indicators of what house it was, right? So I was like, fuck, was it this bush? And you're like, well, that looks like it might be the bush. But again, you're like, dude, that's a one and done. And I remember, yeah. I think we tried like two bushes and then it's like, we got to get out of here. Man. Like, <laughs> fucking call it off, man. Admission failed, dude. <laughs> out of there. And then we just probably went and bought fucking Ice House or something like that. And drank like poor people. <laughs> drank a bunch of Mickeys. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's do a Grimby around the horn. We're at that time. What do you want? We, my idea is Grimace does his biggest stunt yet. Oh, okay. What do you think? Oh, I don't want to counteract that if you got a good idea. Uh, that's just, that's the whole idea. I was going to say Grimace finds himself at a stranger's home. Okay. <laughs> we could do that. You want to flip it? Which one? A Zen can? Heads or tails? Yeah. Heads. You got tails. No, 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 no. SU, Grimace find himself at a stranger home. All right, so you did it last week, so I'll start it. <coughs> the Hate Ashbury District, San Francisco, summer of love, baby, 1995. <laughs> Grimace is. <laughs> that made me laugh. That was funnier than it should have been. <laughs> yeah. Grimace is walking around in his high-waisted booty shorts. He got fishnets on. He's also wearing a cop's uniform on top. It says Professor Tits. I don't know why, but he did it. He's got a friend who does an embroidery business. Coincidentally, the same person who invented that lettering that sorority girls put on the back of their cars. 
of uh, their... What's it called? Monogram? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they put them on the back of their Jeep Grand Cherokees. Actually, sorry. I got to correct that statement. <laughs> Monogram is just having the initials. That font, unknown. Yeah. Because there is that specific font that they get on their fucking... God, what was that Cursive. brand of purses that was really famous that was like flowers and shit for a long time? Goo Goo Station. Fucking big googums. Yeah. All right, anyways, moving on. Gigum Aggies. I think it was a Texas saying that. Um, all right, keep in mind, return to the story. Grimace looks very sexy. He looked like a stripper, but also like a cop. He's walking down the street. He's got his nightstick, like clockwork orange. He's just running it across the bike rails. Ding, 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 ding. It's a beautiful summer day. He decide, hmm, do a big inhale. He smell bug. He gonna look for it. He start crawling around. He find an anthill. Slurp the whole thing up. But it wasn't an anthill. It's a hot dog cart. He eats the whole metal. It's <laughs> a so hot dog man scream. Grimace gets startled because of the noise. He run away, but he take the man with him. Dragging him on the ground. Head pop off. Grimace has done his first murder today. It's 1995, the summer of grunge. The Prodigy is playing. <laughs> I'm your fire starter, fucking instigator. Everybody's excited. He decides he's going to go to a rave. He goes in there, has a couple cocktails, sees a DJ playing his favorite song, The Prodigy again. Go up to him, slap him so hard his head spin around. Grimace is the DJ. He spends 12 hours at the turntables <laughs> until the break of dawn. Everybody's gone. It's like three in the afternoon now. The owners are begging him to get out. He say, which means I haven't had breakfast yet. Somebody gonna treat me? Then what happened? They fucking bring him the goddamn biggest bowl of oatmeal you've ever seen. <laughs> Hermes fucking slapped that boiling oatmeal out of their face. Third degree burns on the patron who served it. Hermes <laughs> says, I'm fucking out of here, bitches. But you have to get me out. Well, all those people just start fucking pushing him. And as we know, he weighs like a thousand pounds. So everyone ends up breaking their legs trying to move him. Grimace says, you bore me. So he fucking walk out on his own accord. Grimace finds himself in an area of town. He's still wearing his cop and fishnets attitude. And, you know, you got a patron walking on the street. He's in the red light district. Someone says, hey, honey, you want a party? And Grimace said, and he said, only if you can pay me in crystal, baby. So he fucking finds himself in a goddamn 1986 Toyota Corolla parked in the parking lot of a big lots. And they're smoking a fat old Rosie of fucking crystal. Grimace gets so tweaked, he burped so hard it ripped all the skin off that person's face. He, he put body in the trunk of the Corolla. He go on a drive. Grimace now has a taste for crystal meth. He can't get the sensation of burning plastic out of his head. He's fucking smoking roses left and right. He fucking had a stoplight. He fucking light up a torture. He look over the car next to him. And they say, hey, hey, it's a couple of high class businessmen. <laughs> but hey, this is the 90s and before crystal meth had that horrible reputation. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, man. Follow us. Grimace <laughs> says, fucking bet you'll bottom ass you will. He fucking follow them. You find themselves in the financial district of fucking San Francisco. It's a couple of fucking day traders. And they're fucking smoking crystal meth. And they're talking about <clears throat> lumber futures. <laughs> Grimace is fucking tweaking out of his mind, dude. He's been up for fucking 46 hours, man. And the fucking suits, that's what he calls them, the suits. They fucking 
<clears throat> he starts getting amphetamine psychosis, and the the gray suits start to encapsulate the whole bodies, and they start to look like these kind of aliens that are wearing like just suits, but it's also incorporated into their skin. Grim is fucking freak out. He grabbed goddamn Philip by the throat. He throw him fucking straight through the plate glass window. Falls forty six stories below. <laughs> Causes quite a scene. Grimace goes on a fucking madhouse rampage, dude. First of all, he rips out the guy's, the homeowner's Bloomberg terminal, and he fucking throws it out of the fucking window, too. He says, I'm the king of Wall Street. <laughs> and one of the other dudes is so geeked up, he doesn't understand the, the, the gravity of this situation. He says, hey, man, this isn't Wall Street. This is San Francisco. He fucking grabbed him by the penery, rip it off, and throw him out the window, John Bobbitt style. Man just walked to the hospital. He has to call his parents. He's only 21. <laughs> he was a young prodigy. His career is ruined. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> you can't day trade if you don't have the testosterone of a young man. <laughs> he changed his name. That person ended up being Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Olympiad. Governor. Hero. Uh, <laughs> Grimace decided, hmm, well, I might as well keep this apartment. So he go back up to the high-rise apartment. He looking around, throwing dish, slapping TV. <laughs> he think TV talked to him. He kiss it, him and TV get married. <laughs> and then he decide, you know what? I could use a little rest. More crystal, please. <laughs> he opens his pockets, ready to buy a ton of crystal meth. Maybe start a new cartel to go against Pabli Eskibi. He opened his pocket to look for money's moth fly out. Damn, guess I'm broke. He catch moth, give it a kiss. He's married again. <laughs> two marriage, one two television, one two moth, man. They have kid, it dies at birth. <laughs> well, he decide he gotta get a little bit of money. Before he leaves, he decides he's gonna dress up in that famous gray suit that gave him so much anxiety. He open up closet, Steve Jobs is tied up in there. <laughs> I don't know why. Those day traders were fucking hardcore criminals. I think, it, <laughs> I think it was a funny game scenario. I think they were not day traders. I think they had broken into this home, killed the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and they were posing as day traders to smoke meth, mommy. <laughs> now he has Steve Jobs, a personal ATM. He takes Steve by the hand, lead him down the stairs. But he's going too fast, start dragging his ass like Bam Bam does in those Flintstones. Steve bump his head. He unconscious. Grimace say, that give me a good idea. Crawl on his ear like an earwig. <laughs> live in his head. Create the iPhone. Make a billion dollars. Now he live in Barbados with, with the dude, with John McAfee, the guy who likes to get shit on. And also do bath salts. And they're both two billionaire bachelors. They decided to t start a TV show. And what is it called? It's called We Ascend to the Next Plane. <laughs> it pretty much just follows them around. John and Grimace are hanging out beachside on Barbados. Just drinking fucking pina coladas made with blood. They're fucking staring out into the ocean. What you think is going to be the season finale. Or is it? A fucking kilo of crystal meth washes upon the shore. <laughs> John McAfee and Grimace smoke so much crystal meth. Their physical bodies dissolve into the atmosphere, <laughs> ascending to the highest plane. They are now gods of the universe. And they control the whims of every person. Is fate real? No. It's Grimace and John McAfee under an ungodly amount of crystal meth controlling your every move. 
life is just a simulation. There is no such thing as God. <laughs> or free will. <laughs> the marionettes. The puppet masters. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got. That is it. That came to a solid conclusion. <laughs> it ended the only way it could have ended. Yeah, and after the credits rolled, there was actually like a little, you know, like one of those post credit scenes. And it said, in a small disclaimer, uh, Grimace and John McAfee did not actually dissolve and ascend to a higher plane. They smoked so much crystal meth, they overdosed, and they just died. <laughs> they died, and they got buried in a pauper's grave. <laughs> All right, that'll be it. Boo-doo!